0: As we head toward the new year, our guest today, futurist Gail Bauer, shares a leadership trend about making a lasting impact on social and environmental issues. Join us for episode 229 of Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper.
1: This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of success. On the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott.
0: Welcome, everyone. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. With me, as always, is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper.
1: Hi, everybody. It's great to be with you again. And as always, our purpose here is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas that can help our visionary leaders and their companies accelerate themselves to their next level of game-changing innovation, transformation, and growth. Now, you know, Pam, even in these turbulent times, we are seeing an encouraging trend. More CEOs are leading to achieve both exceptional business results and greater sustainability and well-being for their employees and other stakeholders in the world in general. Yes. In fact, for example, in last week's episode, we spoke about Mark Benioff, who's the chair and co-CEO of Salesforce. He was recently honored by his peers at chief executive as a 2022 CEO of the year for these very things.
0: And Patagonia's CEO, Yvonne Shenard, and his family recently announced that they're giving away their company's profits to help fight the climate crisis.
1: No small thing, that.
0: That's right. And as we've discussed in other episodes, the challenge of doing well by doing good is twofold. Yep. Not only do you need to lead to develop your company strategy in a way that can drive exceptional business results, mm-hmm. you also need to lead to develop effective partnering relationships with customers and nonprofit organizations.
1: And in this constantly changing world, there are a lot of considerations. Mm-hmm.
0: So we're going to build on this theme with today's guest, Gail Bauer. She's a consultant, coach, writer, and speaker who's the founder and president of Bauer and Company Consulting. Her strategy firm works with mission-driven organizations to leverage their social and environmental impact goals, to become profitable, trusted, and beloved brands. Trained as a futurist, Gail studies where society is headed and what trends may impact her clients' businesses A frequent speaker, she's developing a new book titled, Money Plus Mission, The New Partnership to Engage Employees, Customers, and Communities While Driving Business Growth. She's also the author of the book, How to Jumpstart Your Sponsorship Strategy in Tough Times. Gail has been interviewed about her work by the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Marketplace, and other media. You can find out more about Gail and her work by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 229. Gail, welcome to Growth Igniters Radio. Thank you, Pam and Scott, so great to see you. Thanks for having me. So before we get into this whole issue, why don't you tell us briefly about the major influence that led you to conduct your study of corporate priorities around social and environmental issues?
2: Really, the main driver of creating this study was completely curiosity. As we were deep in the dark days of the pandemic, and we were getting into the throes of all the impact that the pandemic was having on society and on our culture. And I started really thinking about all the other things that were happening in the world between climate disruption and then with the police officer's murder of George Floyd, Mm -hmm. the racial justice, equity, and inclusion issues that were finally being addressed on a broader scale, the political divisiveness that is really causing a lot of harm in our families, in our communities, and in our country, and not just here, but in other countries around the world. And of course, then eventually a war in Ukraine, I just started thinking about how do companies make decisions about the priorities that they will have for their social and environmental impact goals on top of everything else uh-huh. that yeah. they have exactly. to, to weather the pandemic, and also on top of everything else that organizations, communities, nonprofit organizations, government and municipalities address On a day-to-day basis, since I've been alive, including poverty and diseases and, you know, crime and education deficits and, you know, the arts and homelessness, et cetera, et cetera. It's, I mean, I just felt overwhelming. So I just became curious about what organizations were doing, how they're focusing, what they're prioritizing, and what things look like, what they were thinking about. (laughs)
1: That's that's a lot to ask about. And Mm -hmm. the answers are so important to not just how business goes forward, but how society goes forward. The 2022 Edelman Trust Barometer has indicated that more and more people are looking to business leaders to take the forefront on issues like this, because trust in government around the world is decaying. So I'm really curious, what are your key findings?
2: Yeah. Well, I want to mention something about the Edelman Trust Barometer. In the 2022 edition, they actually also found that nonprofits and businesses can serve as stabilizing forces for society. Mm -hmm. I like to suggest that partnerships between nonprofits and businesses can be even more stabilizing in our society. Mm -hmm. So our findings, I thought were really interesting. First, we'll just provide a little context. I interviewed organizations that were across sectors and across departments. Randomly, it just happened that most of the businesses I interviewed were B2B companies, most of them were service companies, there were a couple manufacturing, and there were a couple banks in the mix, which obviously also have consumer products as well. But there were legal and engineering architecture, a couple manufacturing food and medical innovation and devices there was a consulting company insurance etc so mostly b2b service mm-hmm. and i wanted to interview heads of divisions or heads of departments but also chief business development officers, chief marketing officers, HR, general counsel, et cetera. So we could see really what's happening across the divisions or across operations and not just hear from one person from a top Mm -hmm. world and hearing this person's ideas about what's happening. I wanted to really hear what was really happening. Yeah. What I learned was that everyone that I interviewed agreed that this is a really important topic, but where people are in their journeys around this work are all different. Some organizations are just starting while some are much farther along. Right. Everyone, however, talked about how their support for community was the predominating activity that they had going on. And so that looked like either allowing employees to go out and volunteer or encouraging people on their teams to serve as leaders on on different boards of organizations. And then employees, of course, no matter what they do, whether they're volunteering or serving in board roles, often leverage their alignment with these companies and then secure additional donations or investment in sponsorship dollars or encourage their peers and colleagues to also donate or volunteer as well. And so I think this is really great. You know, it really gets a lot of buy-in from the employees. The employees feel like they can really contribute. The company gets their their name out there in the world through the tentacles of all these employees. But here's the thing that I found to be a little risky, which is that a lot of these companies did not have particular areas where they were focused on from a social or environmental impact commitment.
0: This is pretty much the way that things have always been. That's kind of almost like a baseline. But what surprised you about this? Well, because
2: from a trends perspective, we know that younger workers, and I think even from society as a whole, that we are demanding more of corporations. The stakes are higher for them, but they're higher for us as a species. And so many businesses did not really have a strategic, Uh any kind of strategy or any sort of commitment. Now, not everybody, but many did not have a commitment yet was really surprising. Companies that had gone to the next level might support employees at this base level, as you suggest, Pam, mm-hmm. but also then are committed to a couple different areas or pillars, for example, as some people call them. And then they have other sets of activities at the corporate level that focus on these areas.
0: Hmm. So for as much as Things are changing, and we're seeing CEOs who are taking real leadership in this area. There's still a substantial number of companies and leadership teams that are still struggling, it sounds like. So there's a
1: real opportunity here, as well as a challenge. Yeah, how do we
0: do this? What does it mean? Before we started talking on this episode, you were sharing an idea with us about what you think might make a lasting impact. Tell us about that.
2: Yes. As we just talked about, the idea of just sending some money out or, you know, having your employees out there volunteering is not going to create the kind of impact you want to have. And at the same time, really making a commitment to specific areas of your company, and it doesn't have to just be one area and having what i call a money and mission strategy ah. so focusing on generating revenue of course but also creating a strategy for how you're going to have an impact and then really turning that strategy throughout the organization nonprofits actually have a lot that they can share with with the corporate sector in this area and really help organizations think about what that looks like nonprofits focus on this every single day in terms of how are they going to fulfill their mission and come up with revenue at the same time you know we look the opposite way how are businesses generating revenue and also inserting mission into that revenue generation
0: So it's sort of an inside out kind of perspective. It's changing the game, which is what we're all about over here. Exactly. The idea that you can do it. And the question is, what does it take? And that's what we're going to cover in our next segment. For right now, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll dig deeper with consultant, coach, writer, and speaker Gail Bauer about making a lasting impact on social and environmental issues. Stay with
1: us. This is Growth Igniter's Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. We're brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, and we're on the web at businessadvance.com. As always, we focus on enabling visionary CEOs and C-suite leaders to accelerate momentum for game-changing innovation transformation, and growth.
0: We're excited that Growth Igniter's radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper has been selected as a top podcast in the business, marketing, and tech category of the 2022 PopCon Podcast Awards. And just recently, we have also been named one of the top 100 podcasts from Thinker's 360 Thought Leaders. And we just saw their newest list, and we're on the top 125 of those podcasts. So be sure to listen. Yeah. And if you're enjoying listening to this podcast, spread the good word. Just open Growth Igniter's radio on whatever podcast app you use, and please write a review. Welcome back to Growth Igniter's radio with Pam Harper. That's me and Scott Harper. Today, Scott and I are speaking with consultant, coach, author, and speaker Gail Bauer about making a lasting impact on social and environmental issues. Gail, tell us how people can find out more about you and your advisory services, your book, and speaking. Yes, my
2: website is gailbauer.com. Very simple. They can go there and find out everything that they
0: need. Okay. And you can find related links to this episode by going to growthignitersradio.com episode 229, and scroll down under resources. In the first segment, we were talking about the fact that there is a way that you've seen for leaders to really make a lasting impact for themselves, for their companies, for their partners, by working together in a different way, and making this a much more strategic priority than has traditionally been the case. Now, let's go beyond charitable contributions. I mean, that's where everything was starting. We've spoken with you also about the importance of core values in establishing strategic priorities. Maybe you can share a client's story about how this has worked for you absolutely so I think the words core
2: values is a really important concept which sounds really simplistic but the mission that you devote yourself to the impact that you decide that you want to have emanates from your core right from which also your values emanate and that allows you and enables you to have a vision for where you want to go and it may be a shorter term mission that you can fulfill it may be longer term but The social or environmental impact also needs to align with who you are as a business, who you are as a brand, and what your goals are strategically for your business as well. So I want to just be clear that no one's suggesting that you, you know, turn yourself into a pretzel to accomplish something that's Mm -hmm. impossible. It will work best when you're really aligned with who you are trying to be.
0: Yeah. One of the things that we talk a lot about is the formal aspirational values and culture, and then the informal culture, what really happens. And so I like the point you're making, don't turn yourself into a pretzel, that would be the aspirational values. And uh, the core values are the ones where if you had nothing else, if you had to make a priority list, it would simply be a part of being, it wouldn't be a stretch.
1: Yeah. And so what we're all saying is that when top leadership And the board figures out why it matters to reach out into the world and create more good and why it benefits the business. It's going to happen because it matters to the shareholders and the stakeholders and everybody else.
2: Yeah, well, and just one other thing too, based on what you're just saying, Scott, often decisions come from people like your listeners, the CEO, the board, etc. But also what I found in this study is that demand for this sort of work is coming from either internally from employees whose voices are being heard, Mm -hmm. or there's pressure from Fortune 1000 clients that are saying, hey, you need to do these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. There are so many things that need to get done in our world. And so It is not going to take an enormous amount of imagination to figure out something creative and something that has high impact that all of your listeners can be doing. And again, it emanates from who you are as an organization. And so one of my clients, a Fortune 500 manufacturing company, this is just one example, realized that they had a challenge in their HR, in their staffing in one particular area of one of their facilities and their their staffing at that time was mostly men mostly white and mostly 50 plus the work was very demanding and that they would be retiring meanwhile the client realized that there was a, a really big opportunity to engage students younger people in philadelphia and there was a very there's a very big demand Long story short, they created a program uh, working in collaboration with another organization, a client of mine that's an educational organization, and they supported this program, not just by making a donation, but by actually underwriting how the classroom setup would be so that these students would learn about this field.
1: Ah. They
2: attracted other partners, other businesses that use the same kind of technology, and then it was partly this program that was set up this way, but the organization offered tours and field trips for the students. Other executives got involved as lecturers or, you know, to provide you know, more information or to network with the kids. They also offered high paying positions for these students, 40,000 a year positions at that time, it was probably 10 years ago. And they accepted the top students. The benefits were fantastic. Uh-huh. And also there was an opportunity for their college degrees to be provided for by the corporation as well. Wow. This is really amazing. It's awesome. And even if the kids didn't accept a position or move in that direction, what they learned through the education organization was the opportunity to see that what they were learning in school did actually have relevance in the outside world by learning about a field that they may not have known about. And they had this this network of caring people around them as well.
1: So what we're learning, Gail, is that you don't have to be like Patagonia and create a separate trust to take all the profits and put it into social good. There are lots of different models.
2: This is not work that corporations have to take on by themselves uh-huh. because there is already an enormous and very competent sector of our culture, meaning the nonprofit segment, that knows how to do these things, that knows how to accomplish these things. And they need the resources, they need the support, and both can benefit from the collaboration.
0: Mm -hmm. We're going to go into that. Yes, We're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, Scott and I will speak more with consultant, coach, writer, and speaker Gail Bauer about immediately useful ideas for making a lasting impact on social and environmental issues. Stay with us.
1: You are listening to Growth Igniter's Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, that's us, where we focus on enabling visionary leaders to dramatically increase momentum for game-changing results. We're on the web at businessadvance.com. Have you ever wondered, if so
0: many CEOs think it's important to lead for business transformation and long-term growth in a rapidly changing world, why can it be so challenging to break the orbit of the status quo?
1: Yeah, why?
0: As an author and advisor to visionary CEOs who often face mysterious pushback to their big ideas, that was the question that sent me on a long search for answers. So, what's the secret of the great leaders? The successful visionary leaders I call growth igniters? The ones who are able to ignite game-changing growth over and over again? What's their secret? They're able to embrace the leadership paradoxes that can naturally emerge in uncharted territory. How do they do this? That's what I share in my keynote, How Growth Igniters Lead for Tomorrow, starting today.
1: Go to PamHarperSpeaks.com today and you can find out more about Pam's keynote and her availability to speak at your next leadership conference.
0: Welcome back to Growth Igniter's Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Over the last two segments, Scott and I have been speaking with consultant, coach, writer, and speaker, Gail Bauer, about making a lasting impact on social and environmental issues. Gail, tell us again how people can find out more about you, your advisory services, your book, and I understand you might have something else that you can share with us. Yes, so my book is still in the works,
2: so more to come on that. but my website is galebauer.com and I did create a little gift for your readers. Uh, these are I know your readers are action oriented and so I wanted to create a tool that helps them look quickly at where there may be a gap in what they're doing and how they can take action. Go to tinyurl.com slash stand hyphen for hyphen something. So tinyurl.com
0: slash stand hyphen for hyphen something.
1: Stand for something. That's terrific.
0: Okay. And and of course, you can see a link to that on growthignitersradio.com, episode 229 and scrolling down under resources. So this is the part of our podcast where we talk about three immediately useful ideas. And in this case, it's for leading to make a lasting impact on social and environmental issues. Let's start with the first one. We'll take them one at a time. Yep. First, to overcome some of the
2: challenges that we've talked about from just being someone that contributes to a nonprofit, your leaders will want to think more about how to create more of a strategy. A lot of organizations are operating without a strategy. And so when we think about strategy, when it comes to social and environmental impact, I want your listeners to think about a continuum. On one end of the continuum are companies with very high mission integration, like a Patagonia or like a TerraCycle. At the other end are companies that don't have any mission, or actually the CEO of TerraCycle pointed out to me, there are businesses that have a negative mission. So
0: we don't want your listeners to go there. I just want to make sure when you say people don't have strategy or many companies don't have a strategy, you're talking about a specific integration of social and environmental issues.
1: So integrating the social and environmental good into the company's strategy beyond this is a good for our public relations and will make people feel good about us. That's where the impact comes from.
2: Correct. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. So it's imagining what is the impact that you want to have. So Uh in the nonprofit sector, the organization might think about, okay, this is the field. We have XYZ number of animals that are put down every year we want to reduce the number of animals that are killed because they're they're strays. You see that universe, and when you can shrink that universe of animals, mm-hmm. then you know that you're having an impact. So there are ways of measuring that impact. Sometimes it's not that quantifiable, but still important to do.
1: Yeah, start with the end in mind. So Correct. if we're talking
0: yeah. about an immediately useful idea here, what is something that somebody could do as soon as they're done? listening to this podcast.
2: Define first what kind of social, environmentally oriented, mission oriented company you want to be. Do you want mission to be woven throughout your organization and become part of your DNA like Patagonia? Or do you want to just support different organizations under the banner of a certain cause? What kind of mission-driven initiatives do you want to have? What kind of impact do
1: you want to have? Okay, that brings focus. Okay. Correct. What's the second idea then that people can get behind?
2: The next piece is the organization has to cascade these ideas throughout the organization so that there's integrity and alignment between the mission and purpose or the impact that you want to have and the way that you're already operating. So- that's the next challenge is walk through all of your operations and see where something might be out of alignment. So if being more environmentally friendly, whatever that looks like is on your list, you're a professional services firm and you eliminate paper and you cut down on business travel or whatever you do, but then you're taking on clients that are on that no mission end of the spectrum, and that are causing real harm. Is that the kind of client that you want to have? These Uh are really big questions and really existential questions, but increasingly important questions. So having
0: that integrity and that alignment. Mm -hmm. So it's what you're doing. It's how you're doing it. It's who you're doing it with. And Mm -hmm. the effects
1: you can anticipate. And being alert for the effects you can't anticipate, but that pop up.
0: Yes. Again, this is an immediately useful idea that you can begin to conduct a little bit of an audit almost in that way. So let's talk about the immediately useful idea number three. The third
2: idea is to make sure that you're fully leveraging what you're doing and leveraging it by communicating about it. Not by saying, you know, oh, we're so great because we're doing these things. And interestingly, in my study, all the people that I spoke to said, well, we don't really communicate about this. We don't really market this because we don't want to be braggadocious.
1: Hmm.
2: That's fine. But what you want to do is make sure that this work is integrated seamlessly into the way that you're communicating, into the way that your business development flows, so that it's part of who you are. It's Mm -hmm. natural to be talking about it because it is what you're all about. And interestingly, there was a study that came out earlier this year about Gen Z, who are the new employees coming into our workforces now. And what they said was they want corporations to, quote, be about it, end quote. They don't want you to
0: just talk about it. They want yeah. you to be about it. It should mm-hmm. be woven into who you are. So they can literally see it. Correct. They can literally tell that that's what you really are doing.
2: That you really are standing for something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And that reinforces commitment among the employees and retention. And th- that has a real bottom line impact.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. One thing that we don't have time to go into deeply, but I know you know a lot about, is leveraging. You know a lot about all of these different organizations that are nonprofits, and maybe they don't even know what you're doing in regard to something that they care about. Could there be opportunities to leverage that way too? Absolutely. I've been talking to
2: nonprofits about this a lot more recently and really helping organizations think about where they have opportunities to help corporations bring whatever their social and environmental story is to life or where they can collaborate. I mean, again, corporations don't have to execute these strategies on their own. There's a whole field, a whole sector of our society that does this. So how can they collaborate? And that's one of the implementation decisions that has to be made once you have a strategy is figuring out exactly how you're going to implement. Are you going to do it by yourself? Are you going to mm-hmm. do it with partners? Or are you going to fund partners so that you have this other arm that's working on these this vision that you have yeah. and you're an active partner?
0: Definitely. And it's a strategic decision too. I mean, you're talking about what are we about and how can we make this happen? A much bigger conversation. And I know that you're working on your book right now, and I'm sure that there'll be a lot more about that. So in the meantime, can you share some final thoughts with us on the role of CEOs and other top executives in leading to make a lasting impact on social and environmental issues in our constantly changing world?
2: Yeah, well, I'd like to get back to what we talked about earlier in terms of this Edelman Trust Barometer and the need for stabilizing our culture and stabilizing society right now is so important. You know, there are so many people really struggling as we've come out of the pandemic, or we're still, we're now moving into the endemic phase. We've got inflation and all these different things are happening and will continue to happen. There's so much uncertainty. And so I think that it really is an important area for your listeners, for CEOs to be thinking about to contribute to society, to contribute to their own communities and their own organizations and operations, because they have to still function where they are. And they will always want to attract more employees, retain employees, and the employees that are attracted to your organizations are the ones that are going to be a good fit for your culture because you've made decisions about the kind of social and environmental impact work that you're doing because it comes out of who you are at the core. So it, it all flows together, as I'm sure you talk to clients about all the time. But I just think this is more important than ever. And not to not to get on a soapbox, but <laughs> there are some futurists that think that our species is really in jeopardy because of climate disruption. So we have some really big things to be thinking about. And it's not all doom and gloom, though. I think there's a lot of room for creativity, a lot of room for innovation, a lot of room for you know, improving more of us so that it's not just a few people that are, you know, succeeding in life, that more people are succeeding and more people get to share their talents and their gifts. Well, Gail,
0: that's a lot, a lot to take in. And I think that there are so many challenges, as you've pointed out, so many opportunities, something that I think can give us hope as we're moving into the new year. Thanks so much for being our guest on Growth Igniters Radio. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, thanks, Gail. And thanks to you out there for listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. To contact us, get show notes and resource links for this week's episode, including that gift that Gail was talking about, go to growthignitersradio.com, select episode 229. Until
0: next time, this is Pam
1: Harper and Scott Harper wishing you continued success and leaving you with
0: this question to discuss with your team. As we develop our strategy for the coming year, what can we do to create and begin to leverage an approach that can make a lasting impact on social and environmental issues?